Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Barb Knows Best, the podcast. It is a fabulous day, and how lucky am I to once again be sitting right across from you, Barbara. Good right afternoon. Back to you. Yeah, it's afternoon, and it yeah. feels like um, it's been a little while, but I'm really, really, really excited and happy today. I know why you're very excited and I happy. Know. You're like a kid on Christmas. I am. I couldn't wait to get here. <laughs> Well, we're, we have a very, very, very special episode for you this week, and it's actually not something that we've ever done on this podcast yet. So it's an inaugural guest of the Barb Knows Best podcast, and we couldn't be happier to have this as our first guest, and I'm just so excited. We've saved it, actually, for this particular incredible human being. She is phenomenal. We love her so much. And when she's got a new book coming out next week, we thought, oh my gosh, this is the perfect timing to have someone extraordinary like this. Well, actually when this drops, the book will be out. So. Right. So it's coming out next week and then the podcast will drop and then we'll be ready to help her. (laughs) (laughs) That's the point. Yes. Anyways, we're we're thrilled. Um, We have the fabulous Alex L on the podcast today and she's a dear friend And such an inspiring person in both of our lives, you know, since pandemic times, we've mostly connected with her via the internet, but it's such a joy to welcome her into the podcast family and have a conversation with her about her upcoming book, How We Heal, and just chat about life and healing and everything in between And I'm really, really excited for everyone to listen to this because Alex has so many fabulous nuggets of inspiration to share with us. And if you haven't already, make sure that you are following Alex because she is fabulous on social media. But if you haven't connected with her work yet, she is already a best-selling author, an influential well-being teacher focused on helping others find their voice and create clarity in their lives and relationships. Who doesn't love that? She's already touched millions of people through her books, classes, and popular podcasts called Hey Girl and This Morning Walk and has meditations on Inside Timer and is a work as a speaker, certified breathwork coach, and restorative writing teacher. Again, she has 1.4 million followers on Instagram at Alex, and you can connect with her through all of her channels on social media. We're so, so excited. It's such a treat to have her. Welcome to the podcast, Alex L. <laughs> hello, hello. How y'all doing? Hi. I'm so happy to be with you guys. You're amazing. <laughs> well, to have you as our as our inaugural, as Michelle said, guest is is an honor. It truly is an honor. And if and as Michelle said, go follow Alex. And when you the minute you start to follow, I think what I, what drew me to you so instantaneously was 
your heart is in your work. I mean, you can just feel your presence and your caring and your your just everything that you do and what you're trying to touch people with and sharing your own authenticity and your your vulnerability. And so when you're when Thank you're really you. reading your things, like I feel like I'm getting goosebumps. I feel like I've known you forever, which I think I said the last time we spoke. Um, it just you're you're really a beautiful human. And I just, I just love having you on the podcast today. I'm excited to get into the yeah, conversation because Look at her. <laughs> I am because this book is extraordinary. It truly, healing is a huge, which thank you for that. Healing is a huge part of my life. I mean, it's been, it's mm-hmm. been transformational for me. And I think the way you outline it in this book, especially the parts you outline that make it real that make it doable and that, that isn't sugar-coated like, oh, you're going to heal and then you're done. And I just loved all the things. One of my favorite things that you said was remembering that I'm not broken offered me a sense of grace. So maybe I just, mm-hmm. when, you, when you said that, I started to cry in the books. I thought, I always thought that I was broken. So if it's all yours. If you want to sh- just share with us some of your thoughts on you know, your healing process or what, what was there a specific event maybe from that you want to talk about from the book that led you to why healing is so important and necessary in all of our lives? Well, I'm really um, glad that you feel like my work feels kind of like I'm your friend because that's how I want my work to feel like a friend. Um, The reason why I wrote how we heal is because I really wanted to create an accessible guide for healing because I read a lot. I read a lot of self-help and there have been so many times where I've walked away from a book and I'm like, what are they talking about? How am I supposed, like what's next? How am I even supposed to do this? Right. And so I really wanted how we heal to allow people the space to not know what they're doing or where they're going, but to be excited and welcomed to get curious about their path to healing in a way that's easeful, you know, not super over the top. I don't want people to not be able to understand the language that I'm using. I really just wanted folks and, and, and want folks with all my work to just get it. Yeah. And if they can't get it the first time, then they can reread it and be like, Oh, I get it now. Right. So it's not like this super hard emotional lift to be able to understand what healing is. Um, For me personally, healing started happening about 11 years ago. Intentional healing is what I like to call it. And um, writing played a huge, and still does, plays a huge role in my life, in finding my voice on the page, in trusting myself and getting to know myself. And so you'll see in how we heal, how I, how I weave in my connection to my writing practice and my meditation practice. Um, you'll also see and read amazing voices. I interviewed some awesome women and Barb is one of them. Her story is in how we heal. <laughs> Thank you. And it, um, the reason why I wanted to bring other people's voices into this book is because healing is so multifaceted and I didn't want readers to just read my story. I wanted them to experience other women's stories, other people's stories and be like, huh, well, well, if I can't connect with writing today, maybe I can connect with meditation or maybe I can connect with painting or maybe I, I can connect with gardening. Like healing doesn't have to look like it does for me, for everyone. 
And so giving folks this kind of um, diverse view and perspective on what healing is and how it can be used in these different ways through different avenues was really important to me. Yeah. I love it. I When I was flipping through the book, it, I mean, it's such a beautiful book aesthetically, but it feels like such a natural progression of stories and tools and insights and having the different stories from different people just make it so special and meaningful. And I think I was thinking as I was going through it, how cool it is that you incorporated other people into it. It's just very beautiful. And I think to piggyback on what you said, Alex, the fact that you wanted it to be a guidebook, you're, that is the first thing when I got the book. The first thing I thought is she's telling us what she does and you have it step by step. You've got conversation, you've got journaling, you've got breath work, you've got meditation. You like, you like outline, these are the things. Mm-hmm. And then you walk us through how to do that. Like this is, these are the steps. These are the things I heal through. And it's so, it's just so practical and doable. I, Michelle and I are so much, uh, uh, just such a great proponent of how can we actually teach people things that they can do. And I love what you said Mm -hmm. and that they can understand how to do it. Cause you're right. So often we're not sure where to start. And I think that this is a real blessing of this book that is unique. And so when you all get the book, you're going to be, you're going to really be blown away with Michelle's right, how gorgeous it is, but really how you walk a step-by-step in the, and the, in the chapters and all the things that we need to do to heal. And then, as you said, hearing other people's voices, it not only, it not only helps us, but it also validates that we're not the only one. We're not alone here in the healing process. There's a lot of people out there and a lot of very successful, beautiful, amazing people out there like yourself who have healed and who are still healing and that it's not necessarily easy, but it's doable and it's necessary. So I love that mm. part. And I think what would what I would love for you to share is your kind of like your definition of healing. I like for because I think Michelle and I were talking about your book, and Michelle said, you know, it'd be really 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 nice to hear your definition of healing because you're going to now tell us, and we're going to read your book, and then we're going to have our own definition of healing based on what we've learned from you. So I think it'd be really Mm. nice. Michelle and I were talking about that. It'd be love to have you tell us what is your definition of healing? Mm. Your personal. It's kind of a two-parter. Yeah. 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 So so my personal definition is kind of a two-parter. So the first part is healing is an act of community care and community service. Because when we heal ourselves, we heal each other. I'm a big believer in that. When we heal ourselves, we start to heal our lineage which I think is extremely important. And then two, healing is an act of radical self-choosing and self-advocacy. Mm. Choosing myself and advocating for myself is how I started my journey. Like that was actually step one before the healing was like, okay, let me choose this path. And then I have to advocate for myself while I'm walking this path. Even if people don't understand, don't get it, don't like it, don't like me, That's not my work. My work is to stay committed to this path. And so that's what healing is and means um, for me in my life. I love that. And I think kind of going into that, what do you think that most people get wrong or kind of misunderstand about healing? And I feel like you might have answered it in that first part, but I'm curious if there's a piece that, you know, I think 
healing is such a word that gets thrown out so often and and sometimes it's so surface level and and people think of self care mm-hmm. like you know getting a pedicure which is of course lovely but it's so much deeper than that so i'm curious what you think is sometimes misconstrued about healing that it um has an endpoint <laughs> <laughs> i think i think a lot of us are like okay let's do this work and then we're going to arrive and boom, we're healed. Mm. I mean, I wish that's how it worked. You know, I feel like more people would be healing if that's how it was, if that's how it worked. Right. Um, But that's not how it works. And I actually think there's a great blessing and a lot of lessons in healing, being a forever love healing, being a forever thing, because then we stay committed to being students of life. Then we stay committed to being our own greatest teacher. Then we stay committed to seeing community and practicing compassion and kindness and empathy, even when sugar, honey, iced tea hits the fan and we feel like we lose all the tools in our emotional toolbox. Right. Mm. And so it's this, for me, it feels like this continuous process of curiosity and mindfulness and not trying to have it all figured out because the world will tell us we need to know what we're doing, where we're going, how we're going to get there. Right. It's like, well, I've healed from the same thing more than once a lot of times. Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, I don't know. I I know I'm not the only one, right? And so it's like, there was a part of my journey where I was like, why the hell do I have to keep healing from this thing? I thought I was over this. I thought I dealt with this. That happened when I was 15. Why is that still hurting me? And I used to get really frustrated about that, especially in my adulthood, because it's like, why am I dealing with things that are decades years old right and so um it's this it has been this invitation uh to extend myself grace and to be patient and to stop trying to solve a problem and start trying to be with my problems Mm. Mm. that's amazing i love that alex and then you when you go on to say in the book then that healing obviously you said that heal there's no end point to healing but then when you read a little bit further, then you say, um, and healing is a constant reminder to love and care for ourselves. That is going to make me cry now because <laughs> we need those reminders. Isn't it amazing how we need, it, it makes me teary because I'm thinking what a beautiful thing it is that you're, you're offering us that grace. You're offering us that reminder that we need the reminder because sometimes I think, yeah, you know what, Barb? You just need to love and, and care for yourself in this moment. And that's really all you need to do in this moment because you also go on to say, um, healing takes effort and requires consistently finding the sweet spot of mending for the moment. I mean, I just I just stopped there when I was reading that part of the book and I had to really take a breath. And I think, wow, mm-hmm. that is something to very much remember because I'm in a process of a new... A new situation you have here. Healing is a never-ending journey. Even when I think I've moved past something, life throws a curveball my way that takes me right back to a place of self-doubt and negative self-talk. I read that. I, Alex, this is me. This is me right now. We could have a <laughs> this whole. This is other, all of us. This is me right oh now. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm in there right now. So, share with us a little bit about that doubt, that self-doubt, mm. and that negative self-talk that you're talking about. Because I can certainly. It was helpful for me to have you say that and to read that because I love 
and admire you so much. And you wrote this whole beautiful book on healing, but you're so vulnerable and say, yep, this is what happened for me. And I certainly have felt that way and do feel that way right now from time to time. I just think that the more we normalize that healing isn't this destination that we get to, the softer people will become with themselves. So when I say love and care for ourselves, I'm not talking about the pedicure. I'm not talking about the yoga. I am talking about literally just being with yourself, being in your body, taking a breath, taking a loving, intentional breath and being like, whew, hard right now, but I am moving through this. Like that is love and care. I think social media and gurus and experts, like they have us all kind of spiraling and thinking like, well, what does love and care even look like? Does it look like this Instagram post? Does it look like this manicure or massage? Like, no, it looks like your breath. It looks like slowing down, intentionally resting and pausing and giving yourself the space to be like, whoa, this hurts and I'm still worthy of moving through it. Mm. And so that's really what I want to do with my work is dismantle this idea that love and care and self-nurturing and whatever else that's floating around online and in the world has to be this heavy lift or this performative act. You know, it's, it's the simple things that bring us back to basics. And I know this to be true because I had a complete mental breakdown at the end of 2020 and 2021. Huge, like terrible anxiety attack, terrible time. And why? Because I was overwhelmed. I was deprioritizing myself. I was not breathing quite literally. And that's why I went to get my breathwork certification, not necessarily to be a coach, but to learn how to intentionally breathe and be in my body because I had been so disconnected. And so like finding these little things that can support us during our lowest lows and our highest highs is really radical and beautiful. And like, I breathe when I need a moment and I breathe when I'm excited. You know what I'm saying? Like these intentional breathing into the moment. Um, And I know that that's, that may sound like kind of cliche or basic, but for real, like, Getting back to basics is how we will connect with our true self. I love that because it is about the connection with yourself. And like you were saying, so often we get so wrapped up in the social media of it all, or just like, what kind of things can I buy to heal? You know, like I think the wellness self-help industry likes to sell us on the idea that if we have all of the things, then we can be on our journey. And to your point that Mm. you just said, it's, we don't need that to start. We just, we have our breath and it's within us. It's, it's part of us. And that, that can be enough. We don't need all of the things. And I think too, to your point, when you're talking about the social media and going back to a, a point that you made earlier, it can be so isolating to have that, that relationship with online and your experience with healing where Like you said, healing, a huge part of healing is community care and tapping into your community and healing for your community. And I think that those two go hand in hand where you can kind of take responsibility and take it into your own hands for healing and connect with the ones that are actually in your physical space to find Mm -hmm. that separate sense of connection that's, you know, the, the social, the digital space is just so 
isolating. So I just think it's, that's so important because mm -hmm. it's really easy to get distracted and tied up in, in all of that online too. I, th I think, yeah, I think what you're also, I love that Michelle. Um, cause I think the, the thing about, the thing about life is we, we're looking for things on the outside and you're, you're really inviting us to come back on the inside and start using our breath. And it is, it is so not cliche. It is so necessary, Alex. I did a talk last week talking about the breath and breath meditation. Literally most of the room was, they're very confused, you know, about, about or not confused, but just wanting, wanting more instruction on how to do that. And it's, mm -hmm. it's so important. And it was so wonderful for me to, you know, the breath is what keeps us alive. I mean, our breath is so powerful. So I love that you are really emphasizing the breath and the fact that you went to get your certification, not necessarily to teach it, of course not, but for yourself, to help yourself. And so I think it's, I think it's really, really, really necessary. And I truly believe that, that the population out there are open to that and wanting to learn what is a, what is a really inner thing that I can do that's easy for me to do in this moment to calm down, mm -hmm. to relieve my anxiety, mm -hmm. to take a, mm -hmm. take a beat here. So I know what to do next. So I, 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 take a beat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's Michelle's phrase all yeah. the time. Mom, take a beat here. <laughs> that's the power. Yeah. So I love it. Mm -hmm. So I, I have a question, you know, Barb is my mom and this is <laughs> a mother daughter podcast. And I love in your book that you, you dedicate this book to your daughters and we get so many questions from listeners about parenting and, and helping our, our children. Well, I'm not a parent, but well, you two are <laughs> we helping are. our children, you know, heal. And so I'm curious, what are some of the key takeaways about healing that you hope to pass on to your daughters or to mm. this generation or to parents who feel like, you know, it's just so hard for kids right now and what can we do to help them? Mm. So I have three daughters. One is almost 15, mm. one is four and one just turned three. Oh. And so I have every stage happening yes. right now. My four-year-old will be five very soon. Um, and something that I want them to know is that they are worthy with or without me and Papa's permission and validation. The reason why I want them to know that, and of course we validate our kids and we love them and all of those things. And that cannot be their sole source of connection to self. Right. And so the reason why I, I'm choosing that is because um, I searched for so long for external validation in hopes of finding myself, finding my worth, loving myself, and it never came. And looking outside of myself for the validation that I didn't get from caretakers, that I didn't get from partners, was not working. And that's because I was refusing to validate my own existence and to um, trust that my 
own support and abilities were enough. And so what me and my husband do is we make sure our children know that they are, yes, supported, but they can also support themselves emotionally. They can, and, I, and I see it happening. I mean, I see my three and four-year-old practicing breath work. When they get fired up, they will tell each other, okay, breathe. I have a video of a recent one of Maximus. She was, she was crying and Isla was saying to her, okay, Maxie, breathe. It's okay. Breathe. I love you. So you can breathe. And like they see us actively telling them to breathe. And also me and my husband breathing ourselves because parenthood of three is wild. And we have every stage and we're always like, <laughs> you know, um, but, but, but the reason why I'm bringing that up is because like our children are watching. Like, we, we don't tell them to console each other in that way. They've learned how to do it for themselves. And then they offer it to each other in sisterhood. And that is so sacred. And as an only child, like I've never seen that sibling bond before. So it really blows my mind to see my girls together. Um, I, ha I was watching a video this morning of Isla, who is the middle child, who is my very spirited, funky child. And she was on, on my meditation cushions. Oh. zoned out, zend out meditating. And I was trying not to laugh in the video because she was being really, she was, she was being serious, but she was also being silly. And it was hilarious. And she was like, I said, are you done meditating? She goes, not yet. I'm still getting myself together. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and I'm like this child, like, first of all, like, where do you learn this? Because I don't goodness. sit on my cushion. She's like literally a baby guru. Oh and so, gosh. And she also kicks our ass every single day. So it's just like, you know, yeah. how do we, how do we allow our children to be themselves, validate them, and then also like give them the courage to go out into the world and be themselves and be their own validation. Mm. And so I really want my girls um, to know that they are worthy with or without us, where they're not always going to have us. I mean, my oldest will be 18 in three years, which breaks my heart, but also makes me really excited for the type of human that's going to be going out into the world because she's such a great human. Right. And it's like, that is what generational healing is, yes, you yes. know, like creating these spaces and these practices and this laughter and this joy and this conversation with our kids and with our loved ones, with our parents, um, with our caretakers, with our, you know, I just think that it's really important and, I'm bringing up caretakers because me and my mom had a really tumultuous relationship up until about five, six years ago. And so we are in a healing space right now and, you know, learning how to heal through the stuff that I went through as a child and like to see my mother as a woman first, not my mother first mm -hmm. has been very yes. interesting too. Right. When it comes to like choosing to continue a relationship with her and us continuing to heal together and like seeing each other's womanhood and each other's humanity, not necessarily making excuses for the things that were done or said or didn't or, or weren't done or said. Right. But like our parents are just people and like honoring my mother for being just a woman who was going through her own stuff, even if it hurt me. Like I can see I have the empathy and the compassion now that I didn't have. 
some years ago, still hard. And I am choosing to heal through certain things on my own and with her. And so it's like, these are the types of conversations we need to be having more often when it comes to generational healing um, and care. Wow. So how we heal is really framed. Healing has really framed your role as a parent today. And I think this is what you were saying, Michelle, because we get so many, so many parents commenting to us, you know, because the kids really went through a trying time the past couple of years with this pandemic and being at home and being virtual and and not like we weren't all <laughs> going through a lot of stuff before the pandemic. So it's not like that everything all just got hard. It's always mm-hmm. hard, but I just have goosebumps listening to you with the whole generational breaking the cycle and being able to have the clarity and the openness now to choose. I love, that's one of my favorite words ever, you know, to choose to heal and to choose to have a relationship with another person together. Like you said, to actually do it together. I'm loving this whole process of that, how we heal this book really can frame us as, as how we're going to show up as a parent helping our children to show up as, as how they're going to show up in their lives. It's a, it's a, it's extraordinary. I really think it's, it's generational and, and transformational. Mm. Yeah. It's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Really, people really ask you all the time too about, you know, if I was really quick to ad- adopt, you know, your self-care practices and meditation since you were meditating my whole life and and, and you and people ask you, like, how do I get my kids to meditate or to breathe? And and you very mirror what Alex said about being the model for it because kids see it and want to emulate that. And it's not so much about forcing anyone to practice these things. They can see it. And it I, I can testify from my own experience that that that's true and allowing allowing your children to to witness and then choose. Like you said, choice is so powerful. It's, it's really, I think that is the beautiful way to teach our children. Yeah. You have to be it. And I think that's what I, this is, it, it, it's going to re it's going to reframe. It's going to really lay the groundwork for how we show up mm-hmm. and how the children are going to show up and how they're going to be able to, as you said, you know, navigate the difficulties of life, feeling confident, loving themselves, trusting and accepting themselves completely. It's, it's mm. so, it's so um, heartening. You know, we live in a world that seems really difficult and seems really hard to be upbeat. And that's what I think when I was reading your book, I was feeling hope, a lot of hope. Because mm-hmm. it is a guidebook and a mm. lot of hope. Because I've <laughs> said to Michelle, hope has been the bedrock of my life be- with my stories and all the things about my life. And lately it's been hard yeah. to find that hope. <laughs> lately I'm like scratching, mm-hmm. scratching, trying to find that hope and reading your book gave me a tremendous amount of hope in so many ways. But I love what you just shared about how the generational healing and how we can show up then and be, because I, I love your, I love what your daughter said. No, I'm still putting myself together. Cause what I will say to Michelle forever is I'm, I'm collecting myself. So when you said that, I was like, oh my gosh, mm. the same thing. I thought that is so sweet. I'll give me a few more minutes to collect myself and I'll be right with you. That is true. Yeah. yeah I like to collect myself mm-hmm. here. That needs to be, 
I think that needs to be some merch for you guys. I'm collecting myself right now. I I would wear that, okay? Because literally, like, that's a thing. We're going to make that just for you. Oh, that's so cute. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So something else I wanted to touch on. Oops, sorry. No, no. No. Maybe. So I wanted to touch on the whole, like, I wanted to touch on the healing by example piece. Mm. Because I heard you both mentioning essentially that our healing is this example for others, you know, and that's what I wanted the book to also be was a living example. And I want people to understand that just because they're healing, it doesn't mean, you know, the people they love are going to want to heal with them. And that's something that I had to really you know, get myself, collect myself on because <laughs> yes, I, I wanted everybody to heal with me. I was like, I'm healing now. Like, come with me, please. Yeah. And there were so many people who were like, girl, no, we don't care what you're doing. Like we are not interested in that path yet. And, um, what I realized on this journey is that healing by example yeah. is what caused other people to, to come along. I didn't have to say much. I didn't have to say anything, actually. I just had to change. And people would ask, like, yo, what's gotten into you? You seem so much lighter. You see so much peaceful. You seem so much joy, so much more joyful. Like, what's going on? Like, I'm just, I'm healing. You know, like, trauma's not my resting place. I'm not going to stay there. And so just showing people that healing is possible is a radical act in itself. And that is also an act of community care, you know? Oh, I love it. I have goosebumps. There's your merch. <laughs> Healing is by example. <laughs> I love it. We're going to make a t-shirt for you. All the merch is coming yeah. out. It. Yeah. All the merch. Healing is by example. <laughs> I had a therapist say to me years ago, you, you know, in my story, I, it took me forever, not forever, but it took me a long time. And I remember she said to me, because then, you know, Michelle was getting older by that time and she's going through her own traumas. And I remember the therapist said, you know, Barb, when you heal, your daughter will heal, even though she doesn't know it. (laughs) That's what you're just saying, Alex. Like we heal by example. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, it's almost that energy of us healing. As you said, people can notice, they can feel our our presence and our our essence and everything. It It will automatically I believe this to be really true, especially as mother daughter, and I've seen it happen for you. That it 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 plants that seed, and it, it's the example of of my daughter healing, or my daughter having even the openness mm-hmm. to look about the fact that maybe there's some things inside of me that I need to heal from. Little headings in the book, and one of them that really really struck me, and I think I read this about four times: realizing naming your needs. It's really hard sometimes for us to do that. I know it's been hard for me. I'll speak for myself to realize my mm-hmm. needs, to be aware of my needs, and then to actually name them. So this was really powerful for me. I, I read that that two pages several times because I think it's so important. I'm not sure we talk about that enough. So I was really, really loved it and wanted you to share a little bit more on that. Yeah, I mean, I I knew I was healing when I was ready to start naming what I needed. Mm. That mm. It was kind of like this... Um, I feel like there's stepping stones to healing. I I talk about this in how we heal. Mm -hmm. And one of the stepping stones for me was naming my needs. Mm. 
I had gotten into this really unhealthy habit of assuming that if people loved me, they, you know, the, would already know what I needed. Right. I've been with my husband nine years. Um, we've been married six and I'm like, he should know what I need. Mm. He doesn't. He's a human being. He's not going to know if I don't tell him. Yeah. So like working on my communication skills and also being honest with myself about what I, what I need and not feeling like I'm a burden or feeling like I'm weak or whatever. Cause I am kind of the, like, I'll just do it myself. I'll do it myself. Mm. Don't worry about it. I'll do it. I don't need help. I do it myself. Mm-hmm. And that is not healthy because we all need help and we can't do everything ourselves. We shouldn't have to, and we shouldn't need to, and we shouldn't want to. Right. And so I think me, deciding that, okay, I am safe enough to say what I need to this person. I am safe enough to be honest with myself right now. Let me practice not only naming my needs, but receiving the help that comes my way after that naming. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Perfect sense. And what I was going to say too, after reading this and really thinking about this a lot I'm now, because you brought up communication, which I think is key in everything. Michelle, you talk about that a lot. And I'm now, especially with the people closest to me, if there's, there's an issue or there's indecision or there's, I can, we can sense that something's up. And usually when you ask someone what's, what's going on, they'll say, oh, nothing. I'm now saying, Mm -hmm. is there anything that I can do for you? Do you need anything in this moment? And I think Mm -hmm. it's changed a lot for me to, because it's hard you're exactly right. I mm-hmm. do it myself. Oh, don't, I don't need anything. I'm just good. I'm fine. I'm good over here sitting in the corner, whatever it is. So now mm-hmm. I kind of mm-hmm. try to make it a little bit of a habit. What do you need? Yeah. You know, what can I do? What do you need? So I think your this, this whole little header in the chapter was powerful, really, really powerful, because I think you're right. We don't usually talk about what we need. We just kind of power through and figure that we can do it ourselves or the reverse. We think they already know what we need. After nine years, he should know. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And, and I think communication is so powerful because, yeah, how can we expect people to know? And I, I tell people a lot lately because I need people to communicate with me. And I'm like, I can, I can take almost anything as long as you're honest with me and just communicate with me. Even if it's, even if it's hard, but it's when people hold back or aren't clear or don't, don't communicate and just shut off. That makes it a million times worse. So I think Mm. that's that's such a huge Mm -hmm. reminder for people. Um, It's so good. Can I read something from that section? Please. Yes. Yes, I would love it. Yes, please. (laughs) Yes. I'm trying to, so I go on tour in a couple of days. So I'm trying to get used to like reading the book out loud. Amazing. So, yes, you. you just use this as a platform. I love it. Okay. I want you to because it's that's what take us away. Yeah, take us away. Okay, let me try to get comfortable here, situated. Okay, realizing and naming your needs. There will be challenging moments in your healing practice. Most of these can be linked to identifying how to be clear about your wants and needs. Many of us weren't raised to be aligned and in tune with ourselves. Instead, we were often taught. Got him. Hold on. Cut. (laughs) Instead, we were often taught that being selfless and putting the needs of others over our own was how we live a righteous life. While caring for and those cut, sorry. 
While caring for and loving those around us is vital for human connection, there must be a balance between community care and self-care. Being there for others doesn't mean abandoning yourself. You are a part of the equation. I've realized over the years that a lot of my suffering came from self-abandonment, blurry boundaries, and emotional neglect. Naming my needs felt scary and foreign. I learned growing up that the ultimate sacrifice is running yourself into the ground for others and calling it love. Stating what you needed wasn't polite or welcomed. Relearning how to care for and love myself showed me that I matter and that the people I was in relationships with needed me to matter to myself. Wow, beautiful. You just, you hit on why I think I read that over and over we don't talk too much about emotional neglect. We talk about boundaries today or a big thing today, a beautiful mm-hmm. thing that people are, but we don't really talk a lot about emotional neglect. And I think it touched something inside of me that was really hard for me, all my early years of trauma and healing to really talk about my emotions and, and I'm neglecting mm-hmm. my own emotions. So I love that you named that because it really struck me. Wow. Yeah. Emotional neglect is, is really powerful, really, really powerful. And then the other self header that I love, love. I that think I she read. just has to do like a whole book club. On I know, this book. I know. She's just going to take everyone. <laughs> we need to do a book club. Let's do it. I'm ready. So. Let's do I, it. A I, Barb, Barb's knows best book club. I, okay. Oh, yeah. People always ask for a book club, and yes, they do. You are like the book queen of like guiding people through. So I think I love books, and I love books that are like because like, you can see. I mean, I the love listeners. I got can, all the. She has, I got all the. <laughs> she has this book bookmarked, noted. She is ready to. To take people through it. Well, this book has given me everything that I love in a book, inspiration for one, and but so many more than just inspiration and really beautiful, incredible stories with the with all the great people that she's interviewed and all of Alex's inspiration and her teachings and all the things that she's learned and experiences. But it's a how-to. Because it's how to how we heal. And so <laughs> I'm all for how-to. But the other header that really struck me so much that I, you know, I'm recovering. When you read my story, you're recovering from bulimia for 38 years. Self-love one day at a time. I'm going to cry. (laughs) And you just say it so beautifully here. People, you know, we throw that phrase around and I just love it. We hear a lot about self-love. So if you wanted to go to page 94, Alex, and read that little paragraph there, I love it so much. Yes, give me one second. Oh, take your I'm time. I'm getting over a cold, so oh. I need to cough again. No, Hold take on. your time. I do. I do love. Yeah, I think we might have to. I know because Alex uses the best. Uses my favorite word. I think in the English language, and this she says she uses the word practice. Well, yes, which is, is everything for me. That is your word, isn't it? Yes. I think maybe listeners, you'll have to let us know because it. If you could see my mom right now, she is like chomping at the bit to just go through this book. I am. And I'm really excited and this, for it. Like, this is genuine. I know you might be like, oh, <laughs> she's just trying to, to make a sell. She is not. She's no, no, I really, she's literally a kid on Christmas morning. No, this book is powerful. This book really is going to help because we all need to heal. And Alex talks about that in the book a lot, that we, we all heal need healing from something. We've all had something happen well, in our lives. I think and the I think mis- that's, that's the, the thing. lie is that there's some of us who are damaged that have to heal and some of us that are that go through life unscathed. And I think none of us go through life unscathed. We all have something to work through. 
And yes, there's varying degrees and, and difficult circumstances and differences in our lives, but we're all human and we all feel and we all have to process the things that have happened. Yeah, Alex says it, remembering that I'm not broken, offered me a sense of grace. You could do a sign lady post with that quote. I could. There's also another one here that I love so much, Um, consistently finding the sweet spot of mending for the moment. I think recovering from being in recovery. Quote queen. (laughs) Being in recovery. I am always drawn to moment by moment ways that we can live our lives more fully, more gracefully, more powerfully. So when, when Alex says consistently finding the sweet spot of mending for the moment, it's like, wow, I can do this for this moment. It, it's, it's using the breath that the Alex talks about that, and that, the one day at a time. The, the passage that we're going to hear. Yeah. So thanks guys. Sorry. I have been no. sick for like no, a week. No, it's the season. It's- really terrible. No, my kids bring it home. So I'll get, (laughs) right. So I'll get, I'll get better. And then the baby will bring home. I'm like, guys, killing me, killing me. You got little sweethearts. there bringing it home to you. (laughs) Building up my immunity, I guess. I don't know. Um, Okay. So self-love a day at a time. Such a beautiful subtitle. I think that that matters to me because I am a, Michelle calls me the quote lady. Cause I look for those reminders, <laughs> which is what you said. It's a reminder. We need reminders. And I think your, your subtitles and all these chapters are powerful, really, really powerful. I loved it. Thank you. Okay. Self-love one day at a time. We hear a lot about self-love these days. People throw the phrase around lightly. But self-love is not a trend or a gimmick. When I was first on my self-love journey, I remember it being talked about in a very whimsical way. It almost felt like I would never achieve it because the images of self-love that I saw felt unattainable. That changed over the years, and I started to see loving myself as just that, a practice. Sometimes that practice is messy and complicated. Other times, it's easy and lighthearted. I'm a firm believer that the act of loving ourselves is sacred, and it requires us to keep at it daily. Lean into the idea that it's hydrating. It's a force in our lives, a lifeline, if you will. At the end of the day, we live... Excuse me, sorry, guys. At the end of the day, we live and die with ourselves. Creating a loving inner world is monumental. As you work through this section of the book, I'd like you to remember this guiding affirmation and write it down. I deserve my own love. Self-love is a steady incline. Yeah. Mm. So we have to take a, you have to take a picture of this when you buy the book or write it out in your calligraphy, which is what I'm going to do (laughs) and put it up on your mirror or put it up where you look every single day because this is everything. So yes, page 94 of yes. the book. Yes. For it's, those following along at home. It's put it up this, on your mirror. This this part of the book, all of the book, but maybe this buy part, two copies and you can just yes, rip that one out and put it up and true. use that as your journal. This will be your lifeline. Yes. I love it. <laughs> but speaking of journaling, I know yes. we're we're running close to our close of our conversation, but I just wanted to bring up the practice of journaling because I know you are such a huge advocate 
for the practice and you speak on the practice of journaling and how we heal and, and urge the readers to, to, to journal. And I just wanted to hear you speak about your journaling practice and what that's meant for you as far as your connection with self and healing. Cause I, I can always relate to, to what you say about it. So that's a selfish question. Well, journaling <laughs> is your thing. So yeah. I think it's, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's a beautiful question. Um, I think it's really important for people to get to know themselves mm. and writing is a way to do that. And it's the way for me and how I did it. It's how I process. It's how I heal. Um, it's how I learn to trust myself. And so my journaling practice, while it's changed a lot over the years, because I now teach journaling, I teach writing to heal. I, so it's, different these days because once things become work, it can just be kind of interesting to maneuver in your Absolutely. own personal practice, right? Mm -hmm. But I believe that everybody, even if you don't think you're a writer, because I get that a lot. People who come to retreat and courses with me, they're like, I don't write. I'm not a writer. I don't journal or I haven't journaled or journaling makes it too real mm -hmm. or I don't want anybody to find this. And even with all of those things being very true and valid, I think it's important for us to give ourselves the space and the grace to see our thoughts on the page. Mm. Writing not only can be used as a healing mechanism, but it can be used as a clarity mechanism. Getting clear about your wants and needs, getting clear about your self-worth, getting clear about your healing practice, getting clear about your boundaries and your relationships with other people. It doesn't always have to be this dear diary experience. It can simply just be a processing. I'm a big believer in lists. I love making a good listicle. I love a good, like, short but sweet thought that comes up clear as day in my mind. And keeping it in the mind keeps it trapped. It keeps it in our bodies, the good and the bad. Mm -hmm. Right? And so it's like, Journaling for me is a practice that allows us to release. And it's so important because the things that we carry with us can make or break us. Yeah. And not everything needs to be kept in the body and in the mind. And so writing is the way that I release. I love that. I always say that it's, you know, giving your thoughts a home. Like you have to, to put it somewhere. Otherwise, like you said, we'll store it and for better or for worse, and it's like, you know, if you have a to-do list that you don't write down and you're like, oh, I got to remember to do that. I got to remember, you're, you're just going to ruminate. And if you get it out, then you have the space for other kinds of thinking or productive thoughts or being present for whatever else is going on. It's such a power. And you practice. also have the thought to like, look at the thing, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yep. hundred yeah. yeah. percent. I love it. You get to look at it and be like, oh, it's not as scary as I thought it was. Or damn, this is scary. And let me get down to the why, the when, the how, whatever. Yeah. It's the unpacking of it. It's the D, it's the untethering from it. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. So, so powerful. me and you, Michelle, we're here. We're, we're here, Michelle. We're, we're on here. the same page. <laughs> when it's, the, it's the tag. Of, Literally the same page. You are the same. A journal page. <laughs> <laughs> I, love I love that. What's the tag of how we heal? Uncover your power and set yourself free. 
And mm-hmm. journaling is that process you said of setting yourself free. I love it. Yeah. It's so good. I feel like we could talk to you forever. Mm. <laughs> I feel the same. I feel the same. Well, is there anything else that you want to share before we wrap up? Um, anything at all about the book, about what your book tour? Is there, you're going to so many places, but sadly you won't be visiting us in Florida. We might have to make that happen one day. Oh, I'm going to make it happen very soon, actually. I'll yes. be in St. Pete um, oh, in the new year. Amazing. So There we go. I'll let y'all know. Manifest. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, about, what, what do I want to share? I just want, I want people to understand that no matter what someone looks like, no matter how different they are from you, we are all in this life together. Mm. And that is what I have learned, mm-hmm. especially as a black woman in this work. I can stand up in front of anybody and the message almost always resonates. May not be the exact same, but the healing and the longing for joy and the commitment to self-choosing is the same. The curiosity is the same. And, and how we heal is for everybody. Everybody needs healing, whether it's from big things or small things. And my hope is that people buy a copy and then they go buy another and they go buy another. And it's that, it's that book that people gift to those around them. It's that book that you do with your mother. It's that book that you do with your loved ones. It's that book that you keep out on your nightstand and you keep coming back to yeah. over and over again. Whether you're a veteran in your healing or a newbie or you just or you just need a refresher, right? It's like... This book I wrote for us, all of us, and I hope that um, it feels like you're reading with a friend and that it becomes your buddy, your healing buddy. I love that. that. And it's your hopes are are true because that will be what. Yeah. what people take away from this. I mean, I already know she's probably going to buy like a hundred copies and give them away at Christmas. Well, I was, that's like just, what she does. You just um, read my energy. I was just going to say, this is going to be the holiday <laughs> gift, but you know, Michelle and I run a fellowship, a high oh, school. Yes. I, I mean, you are going to be the rock star of this and we're going to have to do this podcast with them, let them hear it. But we run a fellowship for teenagers at the local university, a dual enrollment fellowship mm-hmm. on activism and change and, and leadership, self-care. self-care, and our part of it is self-care. That's so. This is going to be the book that they get at their December Yay. at their oh yeah that we're not <laughs> at yes. their December um, at their their last class yeah. for the uh, for the year healing for all. Oh, we heal. I love it. Yeah, thank you. That's and, so special. Thank you so much. Um, and of course, you can you can get the book wherever you purchase books. Yes, online everywhere. bookstores, local bookstores. And of course, yeah. make sure you stay in touch with Alex on social media at Alex. How easy is that? <laughs> um, thank you so much for being our first guest on the podcast. This was so special. So oh my gosh, special. thank y'all for having me. I love you both. Love I'm you. so honored. We love you and we, we can't wait. You. This is such an exciting thing for your book to be coming out and we can't wait to celebrate you and all of the healing thank that we're going to have. Yes. 2023. Yes. Healing together. Healing, Healing together. together. Yes. Thank awesome. You. Thank you guys. Thank, thank you. you. And thank you all <laughs> for joining us for this very special, special episode of Barb Knows Best. This was so much fun. And we loved having Alex on to share her insights and inspiration about healing. 
So if you have any other guests you'd like for us to bring on, please let us know. And please make sure you check out How We Heal. It it truly is a beautiful book, and we were so excited for everyone to get their hands on it. Beautiful inside and out. Flipping through it as we speak. And, you know, book club coming up. But as always, please make sure you stay in, in touch with us through social media at Michelle Maros, at Barb Knows Best Pod, and at Peaceful Barb. That's the best way to ask us questions, give us topics you'd like to hear us talk about on the podcast, and give us questions, comments, and concerns. Also, if you haven't already, please be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify. And if you love this podcast, which we surely hope that you do, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes and leave us a glowing review because that helps us oh so very much and it makes us oh so very happy. Thank you so much again for joining us on the podcast. We love you all. Thank you, mom. Thank you, Alex. And we will speak to you next week because as we know, Barb knows best. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.